Welcome to the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Danny Cola Pietro, Danny Cola for short, and I'm extremely excited to bring you this next episode, which features my friend Emily Hutchins, owner of On Your Mark Coaching and Training and Nike Master Trainer. She's also a running coach. She's run marathons. She's hosted events for Nike all around the world. And she's somebody who's uh, built a business from scratch. We had a great conversation. She talks about her story and how On Your Mark got started and how her fitness um, career got started. And it's very inspiring. It uh, it gave me a lot of fire as a, as a fitness entrepreneur. And it was really fun to collaborate with somebody like Emily. So without further ado, everybody, I really hope that you enjoy this podcast just as much as I enjoyed having this conversation and connecting with another vibrant human like Emily. Make sure to connect with Emily on Instagram at m.hutchins and follow On Your Mark Studios on Instagram at On Your Mark Studios. And that's it. Enjoy the podcast. So Emily Hutchins, Nike fitness trainer. Uh, you're primarily a runner, uh, owner of On Your Mark Fitness. Talk to me a little bit about like how On Your Mark got started, where you started in your fitness journey, and like how it ended up being this beautiful gym and multiple gyms. Um, it's a great question. So. <laughs> it's a lot. It's a, it's, it's a lot. It's, <laughs> it's a lot. Let's start with. It's all good. It's let's start good. with the dogs. Oh, Back yeah. to the dogs. <laughs> the dogs we, get me out of bed in the morning. And we love the shit out of our we dogs. We love the shit out of them. Yeah. They are they are good boys. Um, hey man, I mean, gotta keep dogs alive. They're my motivation. They're my kids. You know, they're yeah. my motivation to work hard. So yeah, for sure, um, for sure, man. So Anya Mark started 12 years ago. And I originally was an employee of Crunch Fitness. Okay, so you went the corporate I way. Did. All right, I could I, re- I could relate that. So, like, mm-hmm. how long were you in the corporate world? Three years, maybe. Really? Yeah. yeah. And while I loved the environment, it was fun. It was mm-hmm. a good team. There was mm-hmm. a lot of energy. Um, I didn't like. I had to sell a certain amount of training every month. You know, I you had to be in to, the gym hours had, a month. Yeah. yeah, and it was just a lot of moving parts that I'm like, this isn't for me. And I feel like maybe there's an opportunity to do this better on my own. And so this is a this is a very similar story that I'm finding as I get to interview more and more mm-hmm. uh, fitness entrepreneurs. It's like it's a great start to get your feet wet in a corporate gym, yep. you know, and you yep. learn a lot. There's mm-hmm. a, like you said, great energy, there's people around. It's is it sustainable long term? Maybe for some people, but for someone as driven as yourself, like after the 3-year yeah. mark and you're like I'm going to do this on my own. Yeah. Like how do you how do you like where do you start? Well, I had an opportunity to partner with a bike shop in the city. And um, so at the time, I was really involved in triathlon. And so it made sense. So they brought us on board. Me, I used to have a business partner. Okay. And so they brought us on board to work with their athletes, and they specialized in custom bike design. So we would work with them on their pedaling efficiency. Okay. And then they could help them create a better, more efficient bike built on all of that hmm, so okay. it was an interesting relationship um and we were in this little tiny tiny probably 300 square foot loft that where where we were training clients out of and hmm. it was it was a starting point sure and what it, kind of equipment did you have like were you just with- oh my god i mean we had one set of weights it was the old school like reebok weights with the pins in yes. it. yes you know what, yes. are, what are those things called i don't, I don't even know i don't even remember but it's the only ones we couldn't fit a full rack upstairs the, in this yeah, loft yeah. we had one Pilates machine, a GTS, and like 
balls and bands. That was it. That's just all you need. And then people just mm-hmm. go. They want their workout. They mm-hmm. want to be accountable, held accountable. And yeah. as long as you can forgive them that, like, yeah. it doesn't freaking matter. <laughs> and it forces you to use your brain. I yes. think that's a big missing piece in a lot of you know, facilities is you have to, finding the talent is always the hardest part, but you have to take that on yourself to make yourself a better trainer. So yes. if I'm given little pieces of equipment, well, I better be able to create something super high level with what I've been given. 100%. Um, you hear so, that? You hear that, Jake? <laughs> as you get into your, as you get into your, 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 uh, you know, journey, like that is something super important. Constantly thinking on your toes, providing something for the client that's not just going to be physically beneficial, but an experience. It's like, oh, this is interesting. Where'd you find this from? You know, mm-hmm. and then it forces the trainer to like dig in a little bit deeper and and, find, and do some research. Yeah. Anyway, so continue there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. We were only in that space for about 10 months, and um, we decided to move out and start doing this more on our own. So we opened our first facility, which was kind of over here on the west side, um, not quite this far west. Mm-hmm. And um, tiny space, like 2,000 square feet, much bigger than what we were operating on yeah. prior to. So we yeah, felt yeah. like we were hitting the high road. Sure, moving on up for yep, sure. Absolutely. And then um, all we were doing at the time was personal training and we had gone from a group fitness environment at Crunch, you know, mm-hmm. where we were teaching like 40 or 50 people in a class. We also did personal training there as well. Yeah. But when we went into the bike shop, we were only doing one-on-one. And then we moved out of the bike shop into a little bit bigger space, incorporated ourselves as on your mark and um, started doing small group about six months into that. We four or five people four or five people at a time super tiny group yeah and then that was 12 years ago and we we're like hmm this is interesting i like this small group setup mm-hmm. so i went from i have almost an identical story mm-hmm. to you and just to kind of chime in and kind of relate some of the, my background here so we can throw some stuff off of one another i'm finding that this small group setup this one-on-one intimate setup is very interesting uh it, it's a as far as business, like you can get a lot of people in there in a short amount of time and be done with your day, technically, mm-hmm. if you really want to, sure. by one o'clock, unless you have these crazy goals to open up three different places. Right. But, but anyway, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, you're good. You're good. <laughs> you're good. Um, well, so it was interesting that we were do- seeing like four or five people at a time, kind of this class set up. Yeah. And they were loving it. Mm-hmm. But it was so much different than what we had done at Crunch with 40 or 50 people. Yeah, and we're yeah. like, God, this is so much more like personal training, but mm-hmm. it's a small group. Mm-hmm. We might have an, we might have something here. So we went from having one class a week, 6 p.m. Wednesdays, to three classes a week, to four. And then we just started to expand it. And then um, our business started to grow. We moved out of that spot, and then we found this one in the West Loop where we have been for the last 11 years. And how big is that place? That one's 5,000 square feet. Damn. So you go from, what was it, the 200? 2,000 to, oh, yeah, the 300 square foot yeah. loft right. to, to 2,000 square feet to 5,000 square feet. Crazy, We went from, like, you know, uh, seven Ikea mirrors to 21 Ikea mirrors. I'm like, we're going to measure our success in Ikea mirrors at this yeah. point. Yeah. <laughs> Now, take me through like that mindset, right? Mm-hmm. Like, did you have that vision? Is that something that you wanted? Is that something that you saw? I mean, obviously you were saying that we have something here, but when, when you had that initial thought, like where did your mind go initially? How big do you think from the get-go? Or how does that process start with you? How does it evolve? In terms of business? Yeah, or just like the, the vision of this gym, yeah. you know, like the, the having three, like yeah. did you envision that? Did you go that big first? And- no, no, it was just, 
we always went in small steps, and I think that's why we're why we're still relevant today. You know, I, I never had a crazy goal of franchising or doing any of that sort of shit. I just wanted to have a good quality experience for people to come in and just kind of organically uh, let it go. That's what I'm getting. That's the, definitely the vibe I'm getting for yeah. sure. I, I, I didn't want to put too much. First of all, I didn't major in business. I don't know a damn thing about it. I pretty much still don't. I just, I knew that if we do a good job at what we're doing, people are going to notice it. Beautiful philosophy. And they're going to want to be a part of it. And still to this day, three studios later, in this mammoth place, we're still relevant. And I think in this industry where it's at right now, there's so much out there. And sometimes I get frustrated with the in in industry because it feels like there's so much like fast food of fitness, the, the ins and the outs yeah. and the, you know, yeah. the crash courses and it's just sometimes look I see some things as a disservice and it's a no-win situation because here you have an industry that's booming which is fantastic because mm -hmm. that many more people are moving but on the other side of it it's that many more people I'm starting to see getting injured on a yearly basis because they're just like go 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 crank it out do all that high we're not stuff. talking shit at CrossFit are we no <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not. No, but. We're not talking shit. We're, there are there are friends too. Yeah, there are friends they, everybody's too. our friend. Yeah. It's just we always wanted to stay with our philosophy that you deserve to one understand how your how your body's meant to move and function and how that translates to longevity and performance. Yeah. It's not about the short term. It's always yeah. about the next however many years of your life. Yeah, unfortunately that's a model that's like that that these corporations can sell people on. It's like, oh, if I start here in three months, I can be here. And it mm -hmm. sounds attractive, but it's just not, uh, uh, it's not sustainable long-term. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't really enjoy the moments that much. You're constantly looking to the next thing and mm -hmm. looking at the scale and just objectifying everything, which, you know, obviously data helps, but when it comes to wellness, when it comes to the long game, I feel like that stuff just kind of gives us a little bit more stress, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And, and same thing with like, uh, you know, like our friends in CrossFit, if it's go, 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 go all the time, fast and move heavy as, as heck, and that's strenuous to the nervous system. Mm -hmm. And that messes up our intuition, that messes up the way we think about how we're feeling, our mood, our energy, mm -hmm. and, and it, it takes us away from learning to move properly. Yeah, right? absolutely. It takes away from that. and. You know, I, I just, like you said, we, we just started something and it organically grown because the product was good. So, like, where do you go to get your information? Like, how do you, um, you know, how do you learn? How did you, or where did you get your, your first fitness certification from? Like, how did that process go? Um, yeah, my first fitness certification was ISSA. Yeah. And um, I majored in exercise science in college. So that was obviously beneficial, but mm -hmm. I don't necessarily think that's mm, that that matters. I per se be yeah, be strong and say that shit. Yeah, I, I mean, agree with you. I agree with you. Yeah. It's it's changing. Like I I got a degree in uh, physical education to teach mm -hmm. to teach right, and I don't think I learned a damn thing about being a teacher when I was there mm -hmm. uh, for four years. I just played football and soccer and I mingled and mm -hmm. I, I built a network, but I I learned nothing about being a teacher per se. It wasn't until I got into the industry where I started to really learn how to do things and 
uh, you know, like you're saying here, an exercise science degree, I felt you feel like it's the same kind of thing, right? Yeah, yeah. And where'd you go to? What school did you go to? I went to Hope College. Hope College, in yes. In Michigan. In Michigan. Well, I, I used to play against them. Oh, no way. Yeah, I Where'd played against go? Hope. I went to Concordia, Chicago, oh, River yeah. Forest, right over here, okay. like 20 okay. minutes away. Yeah. So I remember playing Hope. Uh, I, I think we went out there. They're orange and blue. Yeah. Yeah, orange and blue yeah. colors. Yeah, I think I remember that game. Yeah, um, yeah fun. Yeah. Fun. Um, so yeah, that's an interesting concept because the way Jake and I met here is through another teacher from our school whose tagline is disrupt education. As times change, you know, mm -hmm. his, his philosophy is why is this college model the same way? Mm -hmm. And then on top of it now, we're paying three, four, five times the amount we did just 10 years ago. Yeah. And it keeps going up. Yeah. And is this the best way to go about the future of of our of our kids right not to mention the stress and anxiety that they're dealing with with getting the right grades and and test scores and applying to schools yeah. and getting the right recommendations it's just you know it's a great journey it teaches a lot but at the same time like it's a lot of pressure it's tons of pressure and mm -hmm. is someone who's 18 ready for that mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. so that's just a kind of a side note but going back to your development mm -hmm. in understanding fitness like how, how did that come about? Like, what, what inspired you? Who inspires you? Like, what oh, I mean, everybody inspires me. I'm just inspired watching people move. I don't you, care who they are. You get the are. energy from people. Oh, yeah. Interesting. But Absolutely. is there, like, a specific athlete that you like? You know, I, You're, you have a runner's base. Like, I am. I am. I like working with people who... I like working with people who are injured. Like, people who hmm. have disc disease and, like, all these crazy things. And to bring them back to performance and being able to feel like an athlete again those are probably my favorite people to work with okay um is there, there's something rewarding behind that yeah that's a that's an interesting journey it's mm -hmm. like let's not start you from scratch let's go below the line mm -hmm. let's make sure that you know whatever they're coming from some sort of let's say acl tear super mm -hmm. common yeah. right the yeah. the recovery process is super long rotator cuff injuries yeah right the recovery process takes forever totally so to get them from negative to mm -hmm. functioning again and then to build strength on top of that mm -hmm. talk to me a little bit about uh like i mean i guess in every situation is is different but um that process what specifically do you like about that like is there any piece well, of that yeah i i um again just watching somebody come back from feeling like total garbage to to training again for something like a marathon, yeah. you know, but I w shortly after I graduated college, I started working with PTs and OTs in, mm. a, in a retirement center, mm. we working with the elderly, some of who are like, sounds terrible, were on their last leg in life. Yeah. And they could, it took all that they had to like get out of bed in the morning. And that was like super, super depressing, but there was something in that was like, wow, I mean, it doesn't matter how old you are, you, you still have to move your human body. Always however you can. Um, I didn't work there for maybe six months and that's when I decided to move to Chicago. So ever since then, I always just like working with people who wanted to, to just feel better. You know, it's fun to work with a professional athlete, somebody who's like super, can move really well and lift a lot of weight and you know, they've been doing it their whole life, but there's something to be said of working with somebody who can't do that or somebody who walks in for the first time who's intimidated of this environment and to be able to put them in a place where they walk out feeling like LeBron James. Yeah. You know, Serena Williams. Yeah, there's something there's something to there's that. There's something about it and it's just always been really rewarding for me and it's also challenging at the same time and, and especially like the injury stuff it forces me to be a better trainer. And it 
you know, it forces me to open books and read. Yes. And perfect my craft. Yes. You know? Yes, for sure. I'm, I'm the same way. Like, you know, I'll, I'll, something that I'm hearing a lot with, with a lot of trainers, you know, they get into fitness from doing these traditional body weight splits or body part splits, chest, back, legs, and, you know, they get into it for 10 years. I, that was my thing. Like, I just stopped seeing you know, this enthusiasm for exercise. I stopped seeing results in myself. You know, my clients were just kind of stagnant. And I'm like, there's got to be more to this. You know, let's, let's dive deeper into different movement patterns, primal movement patterns. What's this kettlebell thing, mm -hmm. right? So you start learning the kettlebell. And then we had Eric Leha come mm -hmm. over here from, uh, from Onnit, who's, you know, he's revolutionizing how to, how to move with the kettlebell, but then also break it down for people to learn how to how yeah. to do it. So I've been using these unconventional tools for such a long, not such a long time, for the last two years now, but it's made such a huge impact on the way I move. And it just opened up this whole new door to exercise and fitness and wellness mm -hmm. um, and balance and this approach to training a client. And it's just so interesting, all the stuff that is actually out there. And when you open yourself up to this information, which we all have all this information, it just depends on how willing you are and how open you are to dive deep yeah. into it. Get yourself yeah. uncomfortable, right? What yeah. does this thing look like? Look like you're uh, you know, a beginner again. Yeah. That's hard to deal with. Oh, yeah. What are your thoughts about that? What are your thoughts about ego and fitness? Oh, boy. <laughs> this is something that I want to I want to break open a little yeah. bit you know it's something that I want to check myself about too mm -hmm. because I don't want to ever think that I know it all but at the same time I want to have that balance of confidence and be like I will take you through a three three month program and you're gonna tell me what you're thinking about you're gonna tell me how you want to feel and I'm gonna do my best to, to get you to where you where you want to get let's enjoy the process blah 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 but at the same time like I want to keep myself on my toes and be like well nope maybe a slight hip adjustment here is going to be more beneficial. I don't know until I, I see that and I, I ask myself and I look at, you know, results of a person. So I want to keep myself in check. But at the same time, I see tons of trainers who are not open to the kettlebell or not open to different types of uh, dieting or different types of uh, ways to go about something. So what are your, what's your take on this? Oh, man, I think um, this this industry that we're living in is a very trendy one there's always something different out there to learn. And I think as a trainer, it's important that, one, I think if you, if you get to a point where you think you know it all, you've lost. Totally. And I think that, I mean, here I'm approaching my 40s and I've been in the industry since 2001. If I don't constantly perfect what I'm doing or learn new shit, I'm going to be prehistoric irrelevant so there's a lot of young trainers out there I see it on Instagram all the time oh yes they they move really really well they, they think they're the shit but are they you know are they perfecting what they're working on are they learning new things to expand maybe what they're not good at mm -hmm. I don't know but I question it sometimes I, we, we got to hope and as as somebody who uh, is naturally a mentor, I've been, I'm inspired. I'm, I've been inspired by a lot of people that have come before me, and I'm attracted to the idea of taking my knowledge and really bringing up somebody with potential, mm -hmm. because that, those interactions, I mean, it's, some, it's why I, I want to be a teacher. It's why I, w I went into that field, you know, as well. Um, it's just, it's something super important, and to teach them that 
to have that growth mindset based in the second that they're starting out, mm -hmm. the better they're going to be, the, the more people they're going to have an effect on, mm -hmm. you know? So mm -hmm. I just think, I just think that's super important. And I'll tell people as a mentor, yo, don't think you're out, you, you have it all, mm -hmm. you know, open up a book, check yourself mm -hmm. and it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. I think it's, I mean, we're talking about health, mm -hmm. right? We're talking about wellness. We're talking about longevity. You said you're, you, the second you think you know it all, you become prehistoric. Mm -hmm. You start to die. Mm -hmm. You start to develop disease. Mm -hmm. You start to make excuses. Mm -hmm. You know, you start to de develop this weird aura. People see it. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And they see through it. They see through it. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Um, and I think another piece that has to do with a great teacher, or trainer, or coach is that they get to know people on another level. Mm -hmm. Explain to me how you feel about that. You're you have a protocol behind getting to know somebody? Is there something that you put into place? How do you measure energy? Uh, this is another realm of wellness that I'm, I'm, I'm learning. And as an intuitive person, as somebody who's always felt that way, as someone who's been always like uh, an extrovert, I think that this, there's something real to that. Mm -hmm. I think there's a way to navigate it, and I'm really trying to learn about this. So what's your take on that? Mm, with clients. With clients, with people. with yeah. uh, Because, you know, I'm sure friends come up to you and say, oh, Emily, how do I how do I lose weight? You know, I'm sure you get that all the time, yeah. right? Like, Pretty straightforward. Go to the gym. Go to the gym. Make sure. Well, well, how are you eating? How are yeah. you? You know, what are you doing? Totally. Nobody wants to ever admit that they're at, at fault. Like your environment is just a a reflection of what's inward. Mm -hmm. But you you know you, people don't admit that to themselves. And again, slowly disease starts to creep up and stress mm -hmm. and all the shit. So, like. Yeah, with clients, with friends, with mm -hmm. people in your life. I mean, you attract a certain energy. That's why I talked to you the other day. I wanted, and I, I felt something next to you. I was like, wow, okay, this, this is, I know this is her gym. I want to talk to her a little bit about this. And, sure. you know, what can I take off of that? Sure, sure. So, so yeah, like. I think, I think um, you have to practice what you preach, you know. With clients coming in and out of here, it, it's, if I'm not doing my job as a trainer to take care of myself, why in the hell are they going to come in here? You know, if I'm not going to take care of my body in terms of what I'm putting in it, why are they going to listen to me? And I think it's about building trust with people and having conversation after conversation after conversation. It's always being in tune with what they're doing for that hour that you're with them. Because uh -huh. that is probably the best hour of their entire day. Yeah. And communicating with them. Constantly asking them, how are you feeling? How are your, you know... How's the last six months been feeling? You know, yeah. let's constantly reevaluating, you know, their, their journey that they're on with you because you want those people to stick with you. Yeah, obviously. For sure. You want them to grow. Yeah, you got to communicate. What's your take on that note, communication? What's your take on the delivery of what you're saying? Because I'm finding that in today's, uh, let's just say, soft society where everyone is offended by everything the delivery and clarity of the words that you're trying to say. You know, as a podcaster, I'm trying to not come off as clunky. And mm -hmm. sometimes I get into my head and I think too deep about something and then I get lost in what I'm trying to say, kind of like what I'm trying to do right now. So like, what's your take on the delivery of things? And is it something you work on intentionally? I know I try to because I don't want to ever come off too strong and give them the wrong impression. You know, like I, what I'm trying to do is this genuine, authentic thing of trying to provide a value, yeah. right? And I totally throw that away if I come off too strong, which I can be sometimes. Sure. I'm a passionate guy, you're passionate, yeah. right? You're an, you're an athlete. So like, what's your take on delivery? I think it depends on the client, and, but that's also knowing your client. Yeah, you know, day one. Knowing no, you, self-awareness yeah, too, right? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. If somebody's gonna come in here and they're gonna tell me, well, I wanna lose 100 pounds, and I'm gonna say, 
I'm not going to jump on them on, you know, day one and be like, well, what are you eating? Yeah. You know, why are your mouth shut? And I'm not going to be a complete asshole to them because that's certainly not going to motivate anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just taking a genuine approach to having that conversation with somebody to help make them better. You yeah. know, some people, you just know, you know, they just, you just know that they need more drive. They need more push. They need more energy from you. Some people don't need that, you know, so I think it just organically happens. If yeah. someone comes into these doors and it's like, I don't know, you have, like, to your point, I have an intuitive sense of being able to have a conversation with somebody. Yeah. But not every conversation is the same. And that's just getting to know and understand your client, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know. No, totally. I, what I'm hearing and what I'm feeling is a lot of truth, authenticity, and genuine from your genuine. Is there like a, a word to end? It works genuine, for me. Yeah, genuine. <laughs> uh, here, you know, in, you know, energy from you and the way you're just talking, the way you're talking about the growth of your business, the way you talk to clients. Like, it just comes back to like honesty, truth, gratitude, all those lovey-dovey feelings, mm-hmm. love really to to be putting into what you're doing, which is your creation here, and you know, an extension of you is your clients and and then your team too, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. That's another thing I want to go into right after that. But it always goes, comes back to that being truthful, being honest, then you do that, you got nothing to hide, you're going to grow to the butterfly that you're supposed to grow into. And yeah. that, this is like, again, part of the bigger wellness message, message that I'm trying to, to like put out there. There's the fitness wellness piece, there's checking your food, there's getting your sleep, there's, you know, doing writing and all that stuff. But like, how honest are you really with right. yourself? Like that's going to be the growth for you and the people around you. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to building a team mm-hmm. um, and, you know, coaching clients, you coach clients, it's fine. But how do you coach another trainer to like really make them somebody super valuable that they can keep providing value mm-hmm. out there and build a, a real business for themselves too? Is that something that you're passionate about? Yeah. I put myself in their shoes where I was 17 years ago and what I didn't totally learn then or what I didn't have have access to then that we have access to now such as walking into your first job being a boutique studio like this versus a corporate job where you have you know a monthly quota and all of those pressures Ugh. i know Ugh. i know it was terrible terrible I, I used to give i used to freak out a little bit about that mm-hmm. you know it's like oh we got the monthly sales meeting guys you're gonna get bumped up another two thousand like what yeah. the fuck am i gonna get this i don't want to work this much yeah you know? Yeah. Well, not only that, it, it changes what you're working for. Yeah. You know, I want to just, I just want to be a good trainer. Yeah. I'm not a salesman. Yeah. And I always felt that, like, if people want to train with me, they'll pay for it. Exactly. I'm pretty confident about you that. You don't have to sell them on you shit. You don't have to sell them on shit because they are going, they know the value when they walk in here, what they're going to get. Yeah. It, it's it's not, I'm not a car salesman. I didn't yeah, go into dude. that industry. I feel the same exact way. And you know what I'll tell you, going back to the beginning of the conversation when you said, I didn't necessarily major in business and I still don't know really mm-hmm. that much, that I'll tell you, like you just put a real fire in my soul because like... I'm, that's the uh, another real thing I'm, I'm afraid of as I like go into possibly buying this gym and, and growing, mm-hmm. you know, my gym and growing my steel Oak park classes. Uh, I don't know shit about business and I'm learning as I go, but it makes me feel good knowing that I say I have that same philosophy as you. I just know and I feel really confident that what people are going to get is quality training. They're going to get quality information. They're going to get a quality mentor that's going to 
teach him things mm-hmm. of value. Mm-hmm. I really feel strongly about that. So yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> I don't really worry about like money in, money out on a daily basis. I just worry about the business side of like, are the towels done? Is yeah. there toilet paper in the locker yeah. room? You know, shit like that. That's yeah. like, oh, God. So do you outsource a lot of those things, like stuff that needs to get taken care of, or you just feel like it? The only thing I outsource is my an accountant. Find a good accountant. Find a good accountant. I'm not balancing my checkbook. I'm bad. Okay. Yeah, find a good accountant. Okay, good. I have one if you need one. <laughs> yeah. Well, for sure, for sure. Like as I, as as I, like I said, as I grow into this, there's a, there's a lot of things I'm thinking about and putting things into place and. You know, who do I rely on? Um, who do I partner with? Mm-hmm. Like, that's a thing, too, because as I, as I grow, I've, and I don't want to sound vain or anything, but there's not, there's not a ton of people on the level that I am with, you know, my business, with my podcast, with my brand. Like, there are a lot of people that just want to do the bare minimum and get by. Totally. And, and that's okay. Like, yeah. to each their own. Fuck it. I don't yep. care. But, like, yep. when it comes to partnering, mm-hmm. when it comes to business, when it comes to building something of value and something special, like... People need to see eye to eye. So, mm-hmm. what do you what do you feel about partnering and, and and doing stuff like that? Like, how do you how do you go about that? I think partnerships are one huge outlet of growth. You know, it's building uh, relationships with other brands or you know other gyms. Um, it's a huge part of growth because as a small business owner, you know, you're not funneling all your money into marketing and all this shit. Mm-hmm. Social media, yeah, but yeah, it's free. It's free. But partnerships are huge um, working with local schools working with big brands working with small brands working with other trainers in the industry mm-hmm. again we're all in this to make people better yeah. so why yeah. can't we work together right it's, right I, it's no one has a competitor and I think when right. you re- think you have a competitor again that's when that's when it becomes a slippery slope sure. for business. Sure. Um, now, do me a favor and warn people that in the real world there are narcissistic bastards out there, there who don't get who don't give a fuck and will and will undercut you yeah. for their whatever. Absolutely. You know, there's so much of that, and you know, to be aware Absolutely. of this stuff and is really important. And I also believe karma's a bitch. So, totally. You know, it's 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 all about focusing on what again. What what are you good at? Just be a good human and do good at what you do for a living. Amen. And I mean. It will just happen. It's like field of dreams. If you build it, they will come. You know, and I, I truly, truly believe that. And I think the same you. is true for what you and I are doing. We're two totally different business owners. Yep. Here we are making cool shit happen. Yes. You know, creating some good content that hopefully Absolutely. will, you know, that people listen and get inspired and and do their thing. You right. know, because. Yeah, that's that's what it's about here, right? Yeah. We're we're about providing value on all kinds of levels, and that's what I'm learning as I go through this journey. Mm-hmm. Um, so explain and uh, talk a little bit about how the Nike thing came about. Yeah. So how yeah. how did you pe- t- tie in and partner with Nike? Speaking of partnerships. Yeah, yeah. So about nine years ago, they were expanding their trainer network here in the city, mm-hmm. and they the Nike Training Club app mm-hmm. was just coming out, and they were looking to mm-hmm. expand to do bigger activation events to kind of grow the app. Mm-hmm. side of things and they just started scouring the city for trainers who had brands of their own and they came across me and my business partner at the time and they called us up invited us into their corporate headquarters downtown had a really random interview with people I had no idea who they were I walked out of that meeting being like I don't know what the hell that was all about but cool we had yeah. to see the inside of Nike's headquarters yeah. um, and then shortly thereafter they started calling us and asked us you know could you help us with this event or that event? And then it turned into this contracted situation, and now there's contracted trainers across the U.S., and we get to do all different sorts of stuff, like activation events out of here to 
you know, I've been to Moscow and Sweden and Toronto and Vancouver for like the Olympics and wow. Women's World Cup and like cool shit. Yeah. That we get to do um, photo shoots for athletes, um, stuff like that, where we're working on content, making sure that things are authentic to movement. Um, or doing outside workouts with 600 people on a huge stage. So all different sorts of stuff. And That's it's just, pretty awesome. Yeah, it's super cool, and it's become a it's – a, it's, a, it's a great um, – they support us, we support them type of relationship. Yeah. There's, you you know, don't never, wear Under Armour. Other I do not. <laughs> I am 100% swoosh. I am Nike through and through. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, this is cool. This is cool. That's uh, that's interesting how that popped up. And mm-hmm. it, like back to your point, like just be a good human, mm-hmm. and that shit starts to manifest mm-hmm. itself. So, uh, like I told you, I get deep on this kind of stuff. So that kind of segues nicely into: Have you ever heard of like Joe Dispenza and mm-hmm. his his mantra? He, he he does workshops of deep meditation okay. and putting yourself into a complete parasympathetic state mm-hmm. into what he calls a quantum state. And in this quantum state, everything is all connected and tied in, and you can manipulate reality to the, the way that you seek, essentially. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm learning that this is, I mean, just learning this, this process, you know, in the last month or so, but it's interesting. And I want to, I want to learn to navigate this now, if this is true, because he's got a lot of science behind this and he measures brain scans and brain scans of people in the room during workshops. If you learn to, to, you know, control this or get into this state, what are the possibilities? Right? What are the things that you can really do on a global scale? How much of an impact can you really have uh, when you know how to navigate that state. And a lot of people will listen to this and be like, what are you fucking talking about? <laughs> it's like, and and I was, I'm almost reluctant to talk about this type of shit. But, you know, like you said yourself, you believe in you be a good person, you do your thing, things just start to fucking happen. Yeah. And if there's a map for that, yeah. like, why not learn to navigate it? Yeah. Right? Why not learn to maybe explain it in layman's terms so Mm -hmm. average clients can learn to get them into the state? And if we can just, like, you know, placebo people think is a real thing. Like, Mm -hmm. you think you're you're doing something, you go ahead and make it happen. And that's essentially the thing, right? Like, your thoughts start to uh, shoot out genetic expression into the environment, and your environment starts to manipulate to the way that you, you think and make yourself feel. So for example, if you already leave here thinking you've had, you know, I don't know how many members you have here, but you know, X amount of members here and that's your goal or whatever your goal is, you start to feel that that already happened, then it starts to send out genetic expression to the environment that starts to change around you. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it, it ties with like the secret and all that shit and a lot yeah. of people think it's woo woo, but... <laughs> But again, it's, you know, it's something I think worth navigating as far as like the wellness field and the fitness field. And you talk about being parasympathetic and balanced and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if there's parallel connections here. Yeah. Uh, what mean, are your thoughts on that? I, I'm, I'm definitely one of those people who are, it's like, okay, I'm going to put it in the atmosphere if I want to make shit happen. Definitely. You know, if I'm going to wake up in the morning, I'm going to look myself in the mirror and say, it's going to be a good day. Yeah. Or I could choose to look at myself in the mirror and say, it's going to be a shitty day. Odds are it's probably going to be a shitty day. So you energy yeah you put that out in the environment it 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 turns into what you are basically saying a reflection of you outwards you know so if there's a way that we could 
think about something that actually isn't happening, mm -hmm. right? And we start thinking about, oh, this could be a possibility. You put that out into, the, you know, you send that genetic expression out so that the environment manipulates towards you. Yeah. Like, again, if there's a map there, let's talk about it. Let's start to fucking navigate it. <laughs> put it in layman's terms so that, there, you know, people out there are suffering. Yeah. They don't know where to turn. Yeah. You know, me and Jake were just talking about this in the car. Like, you know, modern medicine now and, and, and hospitals and doctors, they put Band-Aids over shit. You know, they do, they do fix people, too, and a lot of that helps people. Don't get me wrong, but, you know, a lot of these you know, opioid problems, these pharmaceutical drugs, they have a lot of negative uh, outcomes to them, too. You know, yeah. addiction, pain, and despair. There's no, there's no growth from it. So, like, people are desperate. They, yeah. want, they want to hear stuff like this. And if there's actual evidence and data, people love data, yeah. you know, that you can turn them to, then maybe it'll make a believer out of them. But at the very least, I could provide just talking about it, planting mm -hmm. a seed into somebody's mind who actually listened to this. And then they can be a little bit more thought-provoking and critical on their end. Yeah. And they can think on their end because yeah. I'm not going to hold people's hands. You don't want to hold people's hands. Right. You want to give them the tools. Right, right. right? First things first is you got to change your environment. Do it. What 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 negative is going on in your world, and how what can you do to change it? Step into a gym. Yeah. Start there. Yeah, totally. And then everyone's there to try and do the same thing, mm -hmm. build themselves up, and you yeah. feed off that energy. Tell me that's not real. Right. It's that's for fucking sure real. real. <laughs> for sure. That's fucking real. How Absolutely. do we put that on paper? I don't know, but that's real. Right. That's real shit. Um, talk to me about your sports background. Talk to me about like championships you've won, uh, mm -hmm. being part of a team. Like, what's your story there? I. Uh, Three sport athlete in, col or in not college, high school, college, Jesus. <laughs> and you're a Michigan person, right? I, well, I didn't go to Michigan. I went to Hope College. I'm but a, you're originally from Michigan. Oh, yes, yes, That's yes, what I'm I meant. From, I'm yes, sorry. I'm from Michigan, but I am a huge Wolverine. Okay. <laughs> um, so in high school, three sports, basketball, volleyball, track, okay. and then went to college, played a couple years of basketball, and then tried some track, and that was it. Okay. And then I figured, you know what, I'm, I'm going to study. Yeah, for sure. I'm gonna. I changed my major three times too. Really? So what did you originally start at? Theater. Interesting. Right? I had no, never taken an acting class in my life, and here. Hmm. Now, does that? Like, this is interesting to me because I love comedy. That's my. That's my thing outside of fitness. Okay. I, I don't think I'm. I'm not a funny guy. I don't want to go ahead and do comedy. Although I think about it all the time, and maybe I just will if I yeah. keep thinking about it, making that a thing. But it's my. It's my leisure. It's my what I do outside of fitness. I yeah. love listening to comedians just on a podcast. You know, I'm a. Yeah. I'm a huge inspired by Joe Rogan hence why I'm doing all this shit right totally. now so anyway go back to theater yeah. um, did that like what type of theater intrigued you well I didn't really want to do theater I was that person that wanted to go to Hollywood I wanted to be uh, in movies or TV okay. yeah I wanted I wanted to be an actress but I didn't really Jake but I knew <laughs> it's okay <laughs> um, I knew I had to start somewhere if I really wanted to do that yeah. so Theater was the major. Interesting. Stuck with it for a couple years, and then I'm like, well, then it was all downhill because I started working in a gym, and I'm almost like, what? Why didn't I do this at the beginning? I can work with people on fitness. I'm an athlete. Yeah. They're, they're athletes. That I can make them a better athlete. What? Yeah. This is cool. So I worked at this gym. It was called Flex 
Fitness Center. Flex Fitness Center. It was all bodybuilders and powerlifters. Nice. I mean, people like high off of ephedra, you know? Yeah, and, sure. Oh Which still like probably takes place. Oh, for sure. No one, like again, we talk about the whole growth thing. There's mm -hmm. still plenty of those people that yeah. just kind of do it. Which is good, again, to each their own. But yeah. like again, it's confusing to the masses who are trying to go about their fitness journey. Like yeah. what's healthy, what works, what doesn't work. Yeah. It's not like something you do one time and see instantaneous results. Right. Like part of this process is breaking down things for people to understand. Yeah. But anyways, so that was- a So yeah, I was working in the gym and then I decided to change my major to exercise science. Nice, so, yeah. nice. That awakening moment. Again, self-awareness, truth, uh, mm -hmm. understanding, being honest. And it, look, it leads to these these gyms at least yeah. on your mark right totally. this i mean if people can people are going to see this they're, they're going to see the beauty that's that this gym is like you walk in it's a heaven now um to wrap this up workshops yep the reason why we got together yeah. and the why this is happening and the way we the way we even met was through the enter the flow workshop again big shout out to francesca martinez and eric leha you know people who have impacted me for the last few years now and all the people on it really um and creating relationships with them the, the magic that happens after the workshop, mm -hmm. the four or five days after the connections made, like I can't tell you, I made you know, a handful of new friends just totally. from that workshop, you yeah. know, and what they expressed to me and how I expressed back to them, it's like, dude, I'm still feeling high from the weekend. Like that's fucking connection. Mm -hmm. That's what, again, another level of wellness, it's connection, it's growth. It's like realizing, wow, people are actually like on the same level as me. Yeah. Like this, I'm not, I'm not the only one and it's comforting. So what are your thoughts on workshops? Uh, you know, what do you, what do you think about workshops uh, for yourself, mm -hmm. doing them yourself, putting them on yourself? Like what, what are your thoughts about that? I'm a big fan. Again, it's all about that education piece, yeah. you know, for all of us that are that have been in the industry for a long time, and mm -hmm. those just entering the industry. One, building relationships. Hello, mm -hmm. what we're doing right. Uh, and two, just continuing your education. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I'm a huge fan, and I plan on doing a hell of a lot more out of here going cool. forward. Cool. It's, I think it's an extremely crucial part of being a better trainer is to be hands-on in, in an environment like a Eric Leha's enter the flow yeah um because not all, and not everyone learns by sitting down and reading a book it's in fact everybody. no that's like the least effective way for people to learn i hate it and i read it i read that somewhere and it's i think that whole academic thing is like 10 percent, and then it's like auditory visual and then it's kinesthetic and then you know that's exactly what we did it was kinesthetic learning it was let's explain a little bit now Good teachers like them, they find ways that everybody else is going to learn. So maybe they need a verbal cue. Maybe sure. they need to show them again. Maybe they need to give them directions. You know, yep. you have to read that. People yep. learn differently, and that's great. And I guess the way that we just, the different ways that we could provide that, you know, breaking mm -hmm. it down for them is going to be the most effective way yep. individually. Um, but yeah, workshops, like, and personally, it's great. And it's a great opportunity for those people who think they know it all. Yeah. To kind of like, you know, bring this back full circle, yeah. right? We yeah. talk about ego. We talk about people that think they know it all. Come to a workshop. Yeah. Put yourself in a vulnerable position. Yeah. It's not something that uh, a lot of people want to do because it makes them feel uncomfortable. Totally. And no, no one wants to grow again. It takes a long time. It yeah. hurts. Yeah. Right? No one wants to feel shitty. Or, and, and that's like, that is, um, that's something people got to work on to grow. And I'm not, don't let me tell you how to live your life. <laughs> You're not. not you personally, but to like, I don't want to tell people how to live their life. Yeah. I just, again, want to throw these things out there that there are opportunities for growth people. Right. It's right. you that's got to look inside and say, what do I want? Right. 
You know what I'm saying? And we're all in it together. We're all in it together. And we're doing this together. Mm -hmm. Nobody's, I mean, there are people who are judgy, but fuck those people. Right, totally. Right? Totally. Those people can get out, right? (laughs) Those people can get out. But at the very end of the day, like, I I think, I really believe that. Like, put yourself in a position to be vulnerable, learn from the best, and then you can really grow. Like, Mm -hmm. a year ago, a year and a half ago, I took the the kettlebell flow, um, kettlebell cert from Onnit, from Marcus Martinez and Eric. Changed, it changed my life. It went in, like, not just learning how to use the kettlebell, but, again, the people you meet, the connections you make, the things that happen. Like, yeah, totally. you want to talk about manifesting shit and, like, attracting the right people in your life. There's no better place to do it than yeah, a workshop. Absolutely. You know? I agree. Um, so, Emily, to close this out, where can people find you? And uh, how can people hear more about On Your Mark and what you have yeah. to offer? We're, it's On Your Mark. We are at OYMtraining.com. OYMtraining.com. Yep. Or on your mark studios on Instagram. Nice. And then your Instagram? M.Hutchins. M.Hutchins. Check her out. Yep. E M. Not just the letter M. Correct. Got it. And I'll I'll put that all in the show notes. I I just I can't express to you how grateful I am for your time and just this conversation. Like this was fun. We gotta do it again. Exactly. Yes. This is (laughs) exactly. And that's the 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 the, the response I hope to get out of it because it's just it's it's really fun for me to just come out here and just hang out and shoot the shit and. It's fun to talk to somebody who has the same internal fire that I have. Yes. Appreciate you bringing it in. Oh fuck yeah. Yeah, dude. And uh, yeah, uh, let's let's get those fires to collab and make an even bigger Absolutely. fire and keep spreading the love. So I Absolutely. really appreciate it. You're, you're freaking awesome. You got it, man. Yeah. You too. All right. That's it. And that was the podcast with Emily Hutchins. What an amazing human she is. And the one thing that I got out of that podcast that really resonated with me is that she was extremely confident in the fact that no matter what was going on, that people were going to receive quality training and attention and care when it comes to wellness and performance and that at the end of the day that was going to sustain her gym and build into the monster that it is now it's not crazy sales pitches or anything like that it's the understanding and confidence that she has in her training and experience she's gathered over time to deliver something of value to clientele and people all over the world athletes average joes her trainers that are in her gym, like that's what it's about, delivering something of value. And that's amazing to me. So I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. Make sure to check out Emily Hutchins on Instagram at m.hutchins, em.hutchins. And check out On Your Mark on Instagram at On Your Mark Studios. And make sure to go to On Your Mark, oymtraining.com to check out the class schedule and the gym on the west side. There's a couple other locations. I'm not exactly sure where they are, but the one on the west side is freaking amazing. It's beautiful. And uh, this isn't the last time that we will collaborate, that Danny Cola Fitness, On Your Mark, M. Hutchins are going to collaborate. We're gonna, we got more to come. Steel Mace 101 workshops will be held at On Your Mark in the future. The first one will be in October. So I'm really excited for that. Details to come. Let's connect on Instagram at Danny Cola Fitness. Slide in the DMs. Reach out. Let me know how else I can provide you value when it comes to unconventional tools. Steel mace, kettlebell, clubs, sandbags, meditation, breathing. It's all about becoming balanced. Parasympathetic states is where I'm at. I think it's a great complement to working extremely hard and pushing yourself, right? We need that balance. That's it, everybody. Peace.